0: Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk, back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series, and specifically the Arsenal News Show, every single day at 8am UK time. Thank you ever so much for joining me, as always. First things first, apologies if you hear anything in the background, there's uh, drilling or something going on outside i have no control over it so apologies if there is a little bit of irritation in the audio i hope that there's not there's nothing going on at the moment if you're thinking i can't hear anything because it's not happening right now but it it's been stop start all morning so hopefully you won't hear anything um but no no promises uh, apologies about that if you are enjoying joining me every single morning at 8am uk time then please make sure you drop a like on today's video and subscribe to the channel if you have not done so Already, I joined Lee Judges and Danny from BirdCamp Wonderland and Mike from the Goonies Pod and Dan Potts, of course, too, over on Lee Judges' channel last night. If you want to go and check out our thoughts on the game and more, make sure you go and catch up on that. And also, speaking very briefly about the Arsenal way, uh, the other channel that I'm involved with for Football London and Reach. Yesterday, we launched uh, a brand new show called the Arsenal Social, uh, which is quite a fun look at how the Arsenal players are getting on a more social level. Through their social feeds and catching up on some of the funny videos that have gone out over the weekend. So if you enjoy bloopers and gag reels and stuff like that, you might uh, want to go and have a look at uh, at the Arsenal Way for some entertainment to lighten your morning. But we start off <laughs> with the first story of the day (laughs) Uh, for those that are only watching or listening on audio form an image of Tottenham losing 1-0 is on the screen Um, so I just want to take a moment sometimes a good way to start your day is just to laugh so uh, all together now (laughs) haha very much enjoyable that was Spurs losing and uh not only that but uh our next story uh of the day is <laughs> even better like oh, what a Sunday yesterday was absolutely brilliant stuff Manchester United losing 5-0 at home um <laughs> and Spurs losing to West Ham as well um they get battered, don't they? Everywhere they go, they, they, they just get battered. So uh, a lovely start to or end to our weekend, but a lovely way to start our week laughing at our rivals. Um, the fact that we are now level on points with United, one point behind um, Spurs, three points behind West Ham in fourth place. It is very interesting how things are are playing out in this early part of the season We're only nine games in of course so that's what uh just under a quarter just over a quarter of the way through I think just under a quarter of the way through so we've got uh we've got Leicester next and hopefully we can put them to the swords and, and really build upon that result against Aston Villa and if you want to see my thoughts on the Aston Villa game we have done a dedicated show for that over the weekend so make sure you catch up on all of that good stuff now Abamiang has uh been past fit uh he is Certainly will be available for tomorrow night's game against Leeds should Mikel Arteta want to use him. He did come off uh, in the game against Aston Villa with quite a severe cramp, but it was only a cramp. So he should uh, be past it and is available for Tuesday night's game, which is a positive bit of news if we want to use him maybe. Mikel Arteta wants to use some other players and give the likes of Aubameyang a bit of a rest. But I don't expect to see loads of changes. One of the other players that could find himself getting into the Arsenal squad is Charlie Patino, alongside Salah Redin, who has been really very much impressing for the youth side, as has Amari Hutchinson. Uh, A few youth players could get onto the bench tomorrow. I'm looking forward to hopefully being at the game. Fingers crossed tomorrow evening as well. And uh, looking forward to giving that a watch and seeing how things play out. On those lines, too. Now, Jack Wilshere has been speaking about the likelihood of him playing this season. He says, I'd like to go abroad, actually. Obviously, I would like to play in the Premier League as well, but I would also like to play abroad. And we know that Wilshere has got very much an ambition to get back to playing and get back to playing as as soon as possible. And going abroad to one of the foreign nations to get into a, a team is certainly something he seems open to. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him make a move abroad, actually. I mean, the MLS preseason starts in the new year. Possibly he could go out there. He was asked about that and he he laughed it off, but was seemingly open to the idea of going out there into Miami. Of course, owned by uh, David Beckham. Could that be a route? Maybe it will be for Wilshere, but he's looking to get back into playing. It won't be with Arsenal, as we suspected, but uh, he wants to get back into things as soon as feasibly possible. Now, worrying news coming out of Newcastle at the moment, uh, which is a little bit of a, a concern, is the fact that, according to Swiss Ramble, who has crunched the numbers, Newcastle could, in theory, spend £600 million in the summer of 2022 and still not face any recompense from uh from ffp because of basically the the lack of spending done under mike ashley it has ironically for those newcastle fans that couldn't stand the owner now that there's been a takeover because of the the way in which they've handled their finances over the last half decade to a decade they are now in a position where ffp is nowhere near taking any action against them even if they were to spend it in an entire window and spend 600 million pounds now that's obviously not realistic but what it does mean um is that newcastle are well within their capabilities next summer to spend um a ridiculous amount if they wanted to now (laughs) it it would obviously be a little bit of a problem for the league seeing them spend that much and that's why hopefully we can see as many teams as possible smash newcastle this season and send them down to the championship that's that's the aim that is the aim of the entire premier league this year is if you're playing newcastle we need to smash them <laughs> send them down to the championship send them down there and uh and hopefully we can just you know keep them at bay for another season but you never know it could happen we are all hoping we are all praying that newcastle do end up going down now and uh, the the problem is is just southampton burnley norwich uh it's watford i know they had a big game the weekend but there are a lot of teams that i think are worse than the newcastle and depending on who they bring in as their manager uh, it could get a lot better for them very quickly but they are without a manager at the moment and uh, that's not particularly helpful for them but uh, we will wait and see i mean i can not remember how they got on the weekend and i know New, uh, i know that mikey boy was was at the game uh, i'm just trying to have a look at their last fixture how they got on in the league they lost to Wolves 2-1 so uh Huang He Chan uh, oh no that's not right that's not on the 2nd of October where am I looking Uh, they drew against Crystal Palace there we go they drew 1-1 Christian Bentaki had his goal cancelled out by Callum Wilson and in regards to looking at uh, a table of where Newcastle sit in the league at the moment they are second bottom uh, on just four points so there is the hope. I didn't actually know they were that far down the league. I haven't looked that far down the league in quite a while. Maybe we'll be looking down there when Man United get relegated. Um, but Burnley on four points. Newcastle four points. Norwich on two points. Uh, Newcastle's fixtures, uh, just looking at who they're going to be playing in the upcoming games. They've got Chelsea. Uh, they've then got Brighton away. They've got Brentford at home. They've gone got us. And then they play Norwich. It is actually likely that in those four matches they could pick up zero points, which is A great thing to think about. So hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, we'll see that happen. Uh, Falla says, Tom, since when did FFP ever work? Or a better question, what is FFP? It's a really good question. But basically, because Newcastle have barely spent any money whatsoever uh, over their time with Mike Ashley, and they've been able to make a profit so many seasons in a row because they just haven't spent anything they are now entitled to go on an absolutely mental spending spree if they wanted to um it's just kind of how it works it balances out as long as you don't make a certain loss over a certain amount of time you can pretty much do what you like now this was a really intriguing story and i'm sure a lot of you saw the headline for today's video seeing that saliba not ready for the premier league now this was a quote from jonathan Pearce, i'm led to believe who was commentating the game against psg and apparently uh, he turned around and said that he's not ready for the Premier League. Now, I reached out to a few people that I know did watch the game. I reached out to our good friend Jeremy Smith, our French football correspondent. I also reached out to Ben uh, and the guys over at the Marseille View, who, of course, have been helping us out this season with William Saliba's loan reports. And we're going to be having uh, Saliba's October loan report coming for you very, very soon, probably within the next week or two, uh, start of, uh, start of uh, probably November, we'll, just, we'll do the start of those. We've, we're going to cover uh, Daniel Ballard, and we're going to look at the youth team again, and, and maybe hopefully look at Reese Nelson, how he's getting on final, and possibly even look at Hector Bellerin in, in Spain too. So we'll be bringing you all the updates about Arsenal's loanies as and when we can get those to you. But I I just don't really understand how you can watch that game um, and think that he's not ready for the Premier League. He was really good uh, against PSG. I've watched the highlights and the clips of his personal performance and looked good. I can't wait to do a little bit more of a deep dive on him in an article for football.london a little bit later on this morning. But to say that he he was... Of a, of a performance that would make you doubt whether he's good enough for the Premier League against the PSG team like we saw last night and for them to keep a clean sheet. I, I just really struggle with this. Um, and quite rightly, Jeremy Smith and Ben and the guys at the Marseille View turned around and basically said that what Jonathan Pierce said. And although Jonathan Pierce is actually, ironically, one of my favourite commentators, but... Uh He uh, certainly deserved the criticism um that he got regarding uh, his thoughts and feelings about Saliba, it seems, because those that watch Saliba week in, week out know that that just wasn't the case. And he had a really, really solid game and helped them stop PSG's fight. I think that's their first, what, the first time that they haven't won this season, is it, PSG? So ridiculous to be talking about him having a bad game and not good enough so yeah that's the first game oh to be fair they did lose. they've lost a game when did PSG lose was that fairly recently I'd never even checked into Liga to see when they lost um they lost to Rennes of course of course they did I remember hearing about them losing to Rennes so there you go their second game that they've dropped points this season but uh yeah strange strange thoughts about William Saliba it is what it is at the end of the day, and that uh, is all of today's news. Uh, all caught up for you, so you're all up to date. I think Sunday is always a- when Arsenal aren't playing on a Sunday. It's usually a pretty bit of a quiet day, but actually there was quite a lot to uh, to talk about. So we do move on to the final part of the show, which is to get your thoughts, your feelings, and your questions into the chat box, and we'll try and go through as many of those as feasibly possible. So if you have something that you'd like to discuss. We will go through as many of those questions and comments as we can. Cass says, saw the game last night and Saliba was brilliant. That last-ditch tackle against Mbappe was perfect. He is ready for us, hopefully, next season. BDG says, I watched the game. He done very well. He pocketed Neymar and Mbappe. Uh, Julian says, Saliba could have saved us £50 million in the summer, but I do like Ben White. I agree with this statement. I like Ben White a lot. I think he was excellent against Aston Villa, but... In context, he could have saved us. We could have saved 50 million pounds, invested that in the midfield and kept Saliba. It is what it is. But I understand why we sent him on loan because, you know, Arteta doesn't like him. Arteta doesn't want to use him. So I'd rather he was out on loan proving Arteta wrong than sticking around the club and not playing. Uh, Alan says, do you think that Ronaldo should have been given a red card? I saw this. Now, I can't remember who the player was on the ground. Um, But Ronaldo, like, kicks out... uh... (laughs) He kicks the ball that's underneath the player. Now, I remember when Eden Hazard got sent off against, I think it was Swansea. Uh, I, thought, I might have been in a cup game, actually. And I remember when Eden Hazard was sent off for kicking a ball boy. Uh, those are long, younger listeners may, may not remember this, but uh, Eden Hazard was was sent off for kicking the, the ball boy. But he did kind of kick the... He kicked the ball underneath the, the ball boy and, and then it all came out afterwards that that specific ball boy that had even tweeted the night before saying that he was going to get Hazard sent off. Unbelievably, like you wouldn't, you couldn't write that, could you? Um, but Ronaldo lost it and I don't know if it was a red card because he did kick the ball, but it was after the whistle when it was a little bit malicious. If one of the Arsenal players did that, I'd probably be sitting arguing I'm not sure I want to see players getting sent off for a little tap on a ball like that. I don't think it was as bad as as it was made out, but he was a little bit. It's not great. Again, it's in one of those gray areas for me without knowing the rules inside out on what the rule is for a player kicking the ball at an opponent while he's on the ground. I don't know. I can't say you left like categorically whether he should have been sent off, but it was a little bit of an odd one. And, uh, and I mean, Pogba got sent off quite rightly for his challenge on, uh, uh, who was it? An Abicator, wasn't it? So that was a horrific challenge. I, I saw people tweeting like, why is he getting sent off? But it was a very similar challenge to to Granite Jacker on uh, Bernardo Silva, I think, or Jao Cancelo against Man City. So if you, you're going to send Xhaka off, you've got to send off Paul Pogba in that moment. So, so there you go. Uh, Manu Manu says, uh, can we play Friday nights every week? Proper enjoyed watching football as the neutral. Manu's one of our neutral listeners and uh, gives a lot of updates from Belgium and uh, and the Netherlands, it was a really enjoyable game. And uh, I don't mind playing on Friday nights as long as we win. If you lose, it ruins the entire weekend. So uh, there's always that that you've got to consider, of course. Um, let's go to Ali. He says, why do people act like the decision to loan Saliba would have only been vindicated if he did bad at Marseille? He has improved and is doing extremely well. Wasn't that the purpose of the loan? It's a good point, Ali. I think the purpose of the loan was twofold. I think that you've got half of it right. I think definitely you, you never look at a loan and say you're loaning them in, in the sense of this case um, just for the sake of it. But there is an element of I don't think Arteta rates him. I don't think Arteta thinks of him that highly. And I think there's been some issues that went on behind this. Or well, I know there's been some issues that went on behind the scenes. That's the reason why he, he didn't play in 2020, 2021. And he eventually left on loan against Nice. Um, and I'm hoping that the club do appreciate how good he has been this summer because there will be offers that I can guarantee you that clubs will be in for Saliba this summer there will be some attractive offers and the club may consider them I have no doubt in my mind that the club considering how they on how Arteta if he is still in charge feels about Saliba I would so, so bet that the club will certainly consider some of the offers that come in for Saliba and there will be no shortage, I am sure. Uh, I imagine even PSG could be interested in going in for Saliba this summer. It would not shock me at all to see that happen. Um, Alan said, did the referees get ever get punished for the match-changing decisions? I've re-watched Arsenal against Man United in 0405. Horrible refereeing and still the referees hate Arsenal. Um, I hate talking about that game, and I'm not going to because it's, it's it genuinely boils my blood talking about that game in 0405. Uh, 4 says, do you think that we need a left winger in order to change and chase games when necessary? I feel that we don't have any tricky wingers. What are your thoughts on this? I think we do have tricky wingers. I think Pepe's a tricky winger. I think Martinelli can be a bit tricky on the left-hand side as well. Do we need to add a winger? I think we need to upgrade on Pepe is my honest answer to this question, and I think that if there's the opportunity to move Pepe on and bring someone in better... I don't, I don't know who would turn that down, to be honest. So uh, that's how I would do that. Whether it has to be a, a left-sided winger, we'll wait and see. But uh, I think that we've got plenty of options in those positions and we can probably upgrade up on Pepe. Oh, speaking of which, Julian says, Tom, do you think we need an upgrade on Pepe? I certainly do. Yes, I've just covered that. So there you go, Julian. I hope that answered your question. Uh, Harun says, do you think Arsenal will buy a midfielder or striker in January? I think we'll buy a, a, a midfielder unless Lacazette leaves then we'll make, we may go in for a striker. But my prediction is the only player that will come in in the January in the window will be a central midfielder. But we'll wait and see. Tono says, Tom, long time no see. I have long not been in the live chat. Welcome back, Tono. Good to have you back as always. What's your score prediction for the Liverpool versus Arsenal game? I'm already scared. Yeah, probably 3-0 Liverpool. Like we, we could build up a really good run. But Liverpool and Salah in particular are out of this world at the moment, Un. Believably good uh they've really got back that mojo that they had uh season before last when they won the league it is amazing how uh adding a few players back that were injured can change a team and uh when Saliba, saliva Sal- when salah's on the form that he's on you can't stop that guy um but we did beat them uh if you remember in that season where i think they won the league we did beat them reese nelson with a goal uh lacazette as well i think got on the score sheet so you never know. We could uh, we could pull a surprise out of the bag. We will wait and see. Uh, Jashar says, Tom, the whole Saliba White thing was the reason I didn't rate the last transfer window. I just couldn't get my head around the unneeded spending on White instead of getting a CDM. And I think there's a lot of credit to your point, Jashar. I, I could not get my head around the idea of not... I could get my head around it because I know Arteta doesn't like him and doesn't rate him. But I feel like anyone else would have just kept Saliba not bought White and would have brought in someone else. But White looks like a brilliant signing so far. So there is that. Venkatesh's Vardy might not be fit for next game. Could it be easy for us to beat Leicester, though Daka looks threatening? No, there's no easy gains, Venkatesh, in the Premier League, unless you're Chelsea and you're playing Norwich or you're Liverpool and you're playing United or your West Ham and your players first. Um, but other than those, there is no um, there's no easy game. So, no, it's still not going to be easy. They've still got some really, really good players. Dakar, as you say, is going to come in after having a fantastic uh, Europa League outing where he got four goals. I think he got an assist at the weekend as well against Brentford. So he is certainly finding his form for for Leicester, and he will be one that we need to make sure that we try and restrain as much as feasibly possible. Ife uh, says, "Good morning, Tom. Do you think Tavares or Tavaj should keep his spot in our lineup?" Absolutely, um, I think he should. He should reward. A good performance with a place in the team. That's how it works. Good morning, Ezra. 3 a.m. Ridiculous. Go to bed. What are you doing? (laughs) Why are you up watching this at 3 a.m.? Gustavo says, hey, Tom, question. Would you play Martinelli on the left and let him rediscover his winger form? Or would you play him as a centre-forward? On the wing, always. I think Martinelli's future is as a wide forward. I don't look at him as a central striker. I just don't think he's got... The attributes necessary to play as a central striker uh, especially as a lone striker maybe in a two but certainly not on his own right now I don't think he's got the, the even the physical attributes to play that role as of yet Manu says if Saliba and Gendouzi both had two years left on their contract how much would we get for the pair I mean based upon Gendouzi's season he's looking far more than the 11 million euros we're going to get for him at the end of the season Saliba based on his season you have to look at we pay 30 million pounds for him you wouldn't want to accept anything less than that uh, he's only got better since then. So you're looking at upwards of 30, 35, 40 mil for Saliba, which is crazy considering he's not rated by the manager at the moment. So there is that. Um, Bungle says, Do you think Mikel will play a strong lineup in the Carabao Cup and go for it? My prediction is there'll be very few changes for the game on Tuesday night. But uh, the preview show for that, I'm going to do tomorrow morning instead of the normal 8 a.m. show. Uh, we're going to be doing the preview show. Uh, in that 8 a.m. slot tomorrow morning because I just don't have time today to do a preview show tonight. So tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. will be a combination of the new show and the preview show for the leads game so make sure you continue to tune in tomorrow morning and, and maybe i'll be able to wake some of the members up at 8 a.m to uh <laughs> to do a preview show at 8 a.m we'll see if anyone's up for it manu says would you spend 40 million on noah lang uh no probably not 40 million pounds um I, I probably wouldn't go that high 25 million i think is what was being quoted and i don't think i'd go higher than that but i don't know enough about him so that probably influences my opinion um, Tom, do you rate Ben White highly or Gabriel higher than Gabriel? No, I rate Gabriel at the moment as a hot as a better defender at the moment than Ben White, in my opinion. Uh, how long's left on Saliba's contract? He will have a year, I think, left when he returns, maybe two, but I think it's just the one year. He signed in what 2018 on a four-year deal. Uh, so I think it's just a year uh, that he's got left. It's mad. It's madness. Maybe he's got two, but I think I think it's just a year. Uh, that says just over a year left now on his deal. So it's it's something that we need to act upon and quickly. John says if we have to sell Saliba, sell him to the Championship side of Newcastle for three hundred million pounds. <laughs> Very good points. Uh, Sebastian says Tom, good evening from Australia. Uh, good evening, mate. Uh, whose place does Saliba take in our first eleven? He probably rotates with um, Ben White and Gabriel. He can play on either side. We could go to a back three and play there. I think there's scope to play all of them in a back three, arguably. What happens to Tommy Asu, you've got to consider that. But I think he would rotate um, with those two. Let me just check on Saliba so I'll give you the right information on him, how long's left on his deal. Uh, his deal runs out in 2024. So he does at the end of the season. Now, two years left on his deal. So we've got a little bit more control on that one so there you go benkatesh says, tom we saw city buy more and more creative players even though they never really replaced aguero since 2019 as he was injured for the whole of uh for two whole seasons could we see arteta follow the sum uh, of a similar strategy possibly so we've got a lot of creative players smith rose saka erdegaard but we could add even more in the windows to come there is all of the possibility in the world that that may happen uh, Jonathan says Spurs versus United next week. Would you prefer a United win or a draw? Always prefer Spurs losing. A draw does help us though quite a bit. But one of those two is going to pick up points. But one of those two is going to, and going to drop them, which is a positive for us. And there we are going to wrap things up. Please do drop a like on today's video and subscribe to the channel if you have not done so already. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you. I will be back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. for the preview and the next news show as well. It's a fantastic day. And as always, up the Arsenal.
1: Opposing conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. Pilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.